Oh my god. That <laughs> was weird. Oh my god. So I thought this was gonna be a no mistake episode and I just did the whole intro without even turning the mics on. Call so that's <laughs> So I don't know what's going on and progressively getting worse at this. It's us, we're so a bad influence. Take two. <laughs> <laughs> take two. You're listening to Here for It on CJLO sixty ninety AM. I'm Amanda. <laughs> You're like a really bad host <laughs> and i am here with my best friends Brittany. good evening my lovelies and sarah hello and tonight we're going to be talking about our part two episode of <coughs> creepy stories because there's never enough of them mm-hmm. and it's i mean all three of us i think i can say is like one of our main interests. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. That's what unites us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the or glue that keeps us together. <laughs> Literally, we have nothing else in common. Uh, <laughs> and so, yeah, that's going to be our episode tonight. I don't know who wants to kick off the the show. Does anyone have, like, a really creepy or... Or do, should we go with, like, moderate and then go, move on or just go with uh, whatever stories comes to mind? Well, I would just like to request uh, a definition of what we mean by talking about creepy stories. Like, are we talking about real life or are we talking about, you know, so, happened to a friend of a friend of mine? Okay. You remember that show? <laughs> I feel like both yeah. are appropriate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any, It'd be interesting to yeah. hear both. Yeah, Anything so that's, too. like, a, either a ghost story or just really unsettling. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Any of those things if anyone has listening has a story oh yes please text in yes i already have one so (laughs) for later maybe or now well should um, i do it now yeah why not now okay so kirsten if you're listening your story is now (laughs) so i'm gonna just read off because yeah it's easier i was visiting my family in manila the house they live in is used used to be my grandmother's home as well as the home my dad grew up in, but they've redone it ever since my grandmom passed away in the house years ago. She, yeah. Um, <laughs> I was. <Ghostly. laughs> that's not a good start. Mm-hmm. Um, I was sleeping in my parents' room one night when I woke up around 2.40-ish or so to check my phone and heard rustling on my mom's writing desk which was at the base of the bed in the corner of the room between the window and the bathroom. It sounded like flickering, like flick, flicking the non-sticky p- side of the post-it. So the, basically rustling of papers, post-its, hmm. um, through like going through books f- to like find a page, shuffling um, around frantically, like trying to find a specific document. I thought it was my mom, but then saw she was still next to me asleep. Thought it was my dad, but didn't see his big silhouette. Then I realized it would be weird for anyone to be rummaging in the dark without even turning on the desk light. Then cycled through what it could. Then I cycled through what it could be: rats, roaches, my dogs. Am I dreaming? Out the window, we had a motion sensor light that so happened to go off from moths, maybe, and it illuminated the desk. Nothing was there. But the sound continued. I was frozen, waiting to die. (laughs) This is set up as a joke. But then the sound stopped and quickly skittered across the desk. Oh, God, no. I'm imagining something like crawling, just like the, like, I don't know if you guys can hear. Oh, God. 
Um, across the desk, up the wall, across the ceiling, above the bed. No, thank you. Out the window. No, thank you. Well, at least it's going out the window. Yeah, at least it's out. <laughs> and then the sound got farther and farther. After frozen for a while, I checked my phone and it was just before 3 a.m. Okay, guys, if you don't know this, but 3 a.m. is the devil's time. Oh, um, that's true. Yeah, so... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that's why I'm always freaked out to like wake up anyways I'll continue the story <laughs> this, um, I went to sleep then told my mom the next morning what happened she was appalled and said they know they aren't supposed to be here who's they? I don't know um, we went to her desk to see and the bible she usually has on that desk was covered by paper and documents suddenly when usually it's on the on top of everything that's a big no, honestly. Mm. Uh, she said a prayer and put the Bible back on top. Nothing happened. <laughs> Isn't it creepy? And happened. Uh, nothing happened afterwards, but it's creepy and I can't explain any of it. Oh, honestly. That is, that is disturbing. Like, even if it wasn't something supernatural, just being woken up in the middle of the night to rustling from something that you can't see, mm-hmm. whether it be a mouse or another person or even a ghost. Like, oh, oh yeah, oof. for sure. No, thank you. Yeah, no. Especially, like, 3 a.m. freaks me out ever since I watched The Exorcist of Emily Rose. Yeah, me too. That if I wake up in the middle of the night, I almost don't want to see the time because if it's near 3 a.m., I'm like, oh, my God, it's happening. It's going to happen. Yeah. You know something, actually? um, When you read that part, that reminded me that I used to wake up at 3 a.m. pretty often. Like, there was a time... (laughs) Devil's (laughs) child. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) The omen. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So, yeah, I remember when I was uh, living at my parents' house, um, there was a, a point to where, for some reason, I would just, I would go to sleep at, like, maybe 10 o'clock. I would wake up at 3 a.m., go get water, go to the bathroom, do whatever, and then come back. And I always had to make sure that I never thought too hard about me waking up at 3 a.m. because I know that if I did, I would never get back to sleep. Oh, my God, yeah. yeah. I used to be so scared of even, like... Because I would wake up often during the night because I had mm-hmm. nightmares. And I would get so freaked out just because, I don't know, I was a weird... I would sleep really weirdly when I was a kid. And sometimes I would be woken up because literally I had moved, like, somehow clockwise. <laughs> and my whole body was just, like, horizontal. I mean... And then, like, my head would, like, fall off the bed. Speak- and then I would wake up. Speaking of somebody who has shared a bed with you before, I once woke up with your elbow in my eyes, so I don't think it's a... Uh... Yeah, we've all had that experience. <laughs> or, you know, being crushed to death by your body. It's very fun. Okay, well... I actually never... I was never scared of 3 a.m. I was scared of 7 a.m. because of Le Bonhomme 7 heures. What's Le yeah, Bonhomme 7 only. I thought he came at night. No, for Wait. the stories that I had heard in my neighborhood. Is this like a Quebecois thing? Yeah, yeah Le Bonhomme oh, Sept okay. So like, tell me. I've heard both. I Like, he comes at 7 p.m. So basically, when it starts getting dark out in the fall, you have to be back home by 7. Just like a, a, a story to scare children so that they don't stay out too late. Mm-hmm. But I've also heard 7 a.m., and there were times where I would wake up in, like, the early hours of the morning to go to the bathroom and sometimes that happened to be like at 7 a.m or around that time and I remember 
being absolutely terrified because the story went that he would like hide in your closet oh, and just geez. watch you. Oh my and god. He could somehow manifest himself at seven and hurt you. Oh my gosh. Those are the kind of stories that were like you know, going around in my neighborhood as as a kid. Yeah. And that absolutely terrified me. Like I imagine like a half man, half ghoul looking creature. Just ugh it was those were not good times. No. <laughs> it seems like both of you guys seem to have like experiences with like being scared of a boogeyman, like a specifically mm. like a ghoulish kind of like folklore creature. I don't think I ever had that experience. Like for me, um, I was gonna say when I was a kid, but who am I kidding? I still get a little bit freaked out now. <laughs> it would be like it would be like specific things that I would be scared of in my room. Like I told you last time we did this creepy episode where. Um, when I was a kid, I thought there was like, I, th- I thought the black shook was in my room at one point, like a demon dog was in my room. Oh my God. But more recently, I remember um, I couldn't go to sleep once because this, uh, and I think I've told you this story before. Um, for some reason that day, I had found out what a Wendigo was. And I had spent yes, all day. Yes, you and your Wendigos. Oh, I had spent all day reading about what they were, the legends behind them, the psychosis and mental illness that, uh, that is tied in with them mm-hmm. as well. And that night, I was like, if I turn off my light, what if I open my eyes and there's just like yeah. a desiccated corpse in the corner of the room with, with stag antlers watching me? Like, I couldn't, I couldn't. Okay, I have a story for you, which ties into this whole creepy theme. Mm-hmm. Um, it reminds me a lot of a Wendigo, actually. Hmm. So, Amanda, I'm sorry, you've heard this story before. But, you know, yeah. that's just how it is. <laughs> so, my sister, she used to go to high school. Oh my to, god, I love uh, this Le story. High School, which is a high school like really up north. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, she lives in Saint Jerome with my mom, so she's often hanging out up north, sometimes in the forest, hiking and stuff with her friends. As and you do. yeah. <laughs> and she really they really enjoy La Chute Forest, or at least being near it, because it's just very beautiful. And one time they actually went in because they wanted to go for a stroll. And she was just with a few friends, and she started feeling really lightheaded, but, you know, like, not enough to, like, stop walking. So she goes on her, she continues her hike, and she sees this really elongated black figure lurking behind a tree. What? And, like, it was from afar, but still close enough to be able to tell that it sort of resembled a human-like, like, sort of like a corpse Okay, I know, you're, like, terrified right now. It gets worse. <laughs> no. So, no. she doesn't say anything because she thinks it's just, like, a trick of her imagination. So, she keeps walking. But she starts tumbling. Like, she loses control of her legs. Like, they get numb. And she fell into a brook. She kept tripping over stuff. Please tell me she was still with her friends. She wasn't oh, alone. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. no. Okay. She wasn't alone. <laughs> oh, my god. Her gosh. friends were, like, uh, they were near her. But, you know, she was kind of, like going at a slower pace because she just kept tumbling Mm -hmm. and she felt totally disoriented and at some point she didn't understand where she was anymore and she started to panic and her friends at some point had to actually pick her up and carry her because she had no control over her body it was totally crazy so they're like okay this is not normal you might like maybe you're sick let's bring you back to the car Mm -hmm. and it was her car but she couldn't drive naturally so she (laughs) asks one of her friends and the second they get into the car and start driving my sister completely completely passes out 
and they just think that she's sleeping. <laughs> like no, no one really understands like what is going on because she hasn't expressed it. Oh my god. And when she finally wakes up, they're like, you know, Emily, are you okay? Like, you've been acting weird. And she's like, yeah, like, I think maybe I'm just coming down with something. Like, she didn't <laughs> want to go into specifics because she knows that her friends might think her weird or just might not understand. And she didn't want to mention especially what she had seen. Ooh. And uh, one of her friends <clears throat> starts talking about the forest and how it creeps her out because legend yeah, goes... no kidding. Legend goes that kids have actually disappeared in this forest because they lose control of their senses, their limbs get numb, and they get lost in the forest, and they can never find their way out, and they just completely disappear. Okay, see, this is why I have hylophobia, which is fear of the forest. I know, right? And you imagine, my sister was telling me this as we were driving through northern Quebec in In the the middle of a forest, and it was like, it was near midnight, it was a full moon, No, we were totally creeping each other out, (laughs) yeah, it was, it was one of the most disturbing stories that I have heard, for sure. She sounded like she was, like, witched or something, like, yikes. It was almost like, yeah, like, if you, I mean, if you believe in that kind of stuff, it's like that, whatever that creature was... (laughs) It was totally influencing her, and it's like it wanted her to get lost. It's really creepy. And oh, my God. Okay, so I am never is... setting foot in a forest <laughs> again. I was supposed to hike in the Black Forest this fall with my boyfriend, oh my but God. no, we're not doing that Do anymore. It. No, anyway. because something's going to get us. <laughs> and the worst part is is that one, one of her friends had actually implied that she had seen like a, a shadowy figure from afar, but she had assumed that it was a hiker. And my sister had a feeling that it was maybe the same thing that she had seen. Because mm-hmm. the thing is, it wasn't so far away that it was, like, sort of, like, assuming that it was, like, a black shadowy figure. Like, it was relatively close. Uh, no. Yeah. You know when you see something that you just can't explain? Yeah. It was, like, that type of thing. This is uh, the perfect uh, story to to end our first part of the the episode it was a good one so we're gonna go on a short break and then i'm putting on the song sympathy for the devil and we'll be back with (laughs) i just raised my horns (laughs) creepy stories nine out of ten doctors recommend a steady diet of heavy metal riffs and that last guy is a poser so tune in to sin after sin 10 p.m every wednesday for your weekly dose of old-school, earth-shattering metal. Only on CJLO. Consuming riffs may cause whiplash and or liver failure. Please head back responsibly. Meet you. Hope you guess my name. 
Welcome back. I realized, like, just now that the song is, like, six minutes long, and... We don't have time for that. <laughs> yeah, we don't have time Ain't for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> so... Old you... meme, I know. <laughs> is it... But it doesn't die, though. Everyone... Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> so we're back with the creepy stories. Um, I guess we can kick it off this portion with sleep paralysis, just because I know Brittany has experience i have experience Mm -hmm. sarah do you have any experience i've never experienced sleep paralysis good she's the lucky one good um (laughs) so Brittany, do you want to start off with your story yeah sure um i should probably preface it by saying though that as far as sleep paralysis goes um knock wood but i've been rather lucky up until now because i have i have had sleep paralysis quite a bit in my life but i have never had the type of sleep paralysis where i see dark shadows or figures in my Mm. room or like you know, feel like I'm getting attacked or whatever. Actually, come to think of it, I probably experienced it once. Oh, there you go. And my mom had to save me. Aw. It was very dramatic. Oh but gosh. yeah, it's really frightening. No, it is. And especially because you can't move. So your yeah. mind just goes into overdrive and you panic and it's not pleasant. But um, the scariest uh, bout of sleep paralysis that I've ever had was actually uh, when I was waking up in the morning. Um, and there was like sunlight streaming into my room and everything. So not too scary, but it was terrifying because I felt like I was opening my eyes, um, but I couldn't move. And for some reason, um, my mind had conjured up this idea of there's a wolf in the room. There's a hungry wolf in the room and he's right behind you <laughs> and you cannot move. Oh my God. And it was not just any wolf, okay? For some reason, my mind decided to reach into the annals of Norse mythology and say, 
this is not just any wolf, it's the Fenris wolf, the most dangerous one out of all the wolves in Norse mythology. Mm -hmm. And so the Fenris wolf was growling right in my ear. I could hear him. He was like, holy cow. And I was like, oh God, oh God, he's going to eat me. And eventually I broke out of it because I had to tell myself, no, you're, you're paralyzed. This is all in your head. It's not real. There's no wolf in your room. And eventually I broke out of it and I was like, you know, all freaked out, but sleep paralysis is actually insane well it's just the worst part of that was i couldn't even see it i could just hear it and he was in my ear and i could feel his breath on my neck i'm sure you could just imagine oh god his like mouth right next to yours and oh my god that's creepy it was not fun did you have any other instances of uh sleep paralysis um i have but a lot of it has just been me waking up and just seeing black Mm. and refusing to open my eyes or or anything like that because I know that if I do open my eyes or if I let myself think I'm opening my eyes I'm gonna see something that I don't want to see yeah so I usually try to go back to sleep um, or I try to like wiggle my toes wiggle my feet and just mm-hmm. not think about the fact that my body is a half open vessel for whatever spirits oh might god. be around me <laughs> yes oh my god actually um, my friend Kirsten who the story that I read earlier uh, had told me that a theory and the theory goes it that um when you're in sleep paralysis you're in like half you're half conscious half kind of half subconscious state Mm -hmm. so it's very you're very open to the in-between worlds and so if you hear or see things it is probably someone trying to talk to you or like communicate Mm -hmm. and the first night that i heard that I might have heard, mentioned it on our previous episode, is that um, actually it was the morning, the next morning, really early. I woke up because my cat literally grabbed a straw from the recycling bin in the kitchen. <laughs> She's addicted to plastic straws. Yes. She'll fish for them. She, wow. Yeah. She yeah. fished for it, brought it into my room, and decided that the appropriate place to like savagely play with it was on top of my feet yeah she brings them onto the bed and will attack it while on our body it's like why cats and um (laughs) so i got pissed woke up grabbed the straw threw it out the door (laughs) and my door was like half open so i'm just glad that it like somehow managed to go through the door and not like bounce back um and then so she bolted out and I plopped back on my side and immediately like felt like I could hear her in the hallway and immediately got distant. Almost like there was like a veil between her and I. Hmm. And all of a sudden I feel a presence at the foot of my bed and I just feel it move, not walk, just kind of like glide, glide yeah, like, yeah. to like the ghost kind of. Yeah. Ooh. To to face me like right um where I was facing like by the window right in front of me and I kid you not I all of a sudden start convulsing and hearing like these loud screeching whispers yelled at me oh my god like like, just really intensely like at me with while convulsing and I'm just trying to like block my ears and it won't happen because I'm You're paralyzed, paralyzed. <laughs> and dreaming and it was really freaky and all of a sudden it just stopped 
and like Mina in the other room. Mina is my is our cat, uh, in the other room. Like I can hear her again, and it's all back to normal. I did not go back to sleep afterwards. It was like, uh, uh-uh, I'm, <laughs> o- I'm I'm awake now. Um, and that was like my worst sleep paralysis, and I've had sleep paralysis ever since I was a kid, and it really traumatized me when I was a kid. Got so used to it that now it's just like, uh, sleep paralysis, and then that happened and just a month ago I don't think I told you Brittany but mm. uh Sarah and I recently moved into a new place and the first week I was very exhausted because like the move and everything and I was on the bed and I just I could see Sarah in the kitchen like just having breakfast and I was so exhausted that I just fell back asleep on my side and just crashed completely and then all of a sudden, I feel like I'm in this bubble and like a cocoon and all around me is like this static noise and these whispers and I could really hear the vo- like the words. I can't remember them now, but I could really hear words and voices and something like pushes through this like rubberish like textured cocoon, touches my stomach and it felt like um kind of like a little shock normally those toys that shock that shock you if you like buzz them Mm -hmm. that and then I wake up and then I fall back asleep fall falling right into the sleep paralysis again I should have just stayed awake I don't know why hey you should have stayed awake and taken a pregnancy (laughs) test I mean what happened to you what did they do to you oh my god (laughs) it was the alien this turns into like a whole Bella Wait, Bella Thorne. No, wow. Thorne. Bella, Bella Swan. Swan. Oh Bella my God. Swan situation with like a demon child. Oh, oh my, my God. God. Rosemary's Baby 2.0. <laughs> my my stomach oh is just God. like moving like intensely. Oh Anyways. I could not be your friend after that. <laughs> that is, that sounds like a you problem. <laughs> Listen, I need you to like move out. <laughs> it's the demon baby, isn't it? It's the demon baby. <laughs> Oh, sorry. Um, so basically, fall back asleep. And in this dream sleep paralysis thing, I decide to push the bubble. But it was really hard. And I'm like pushing against this rubber textured like cocoon. And as my hand is going th- like, like is pushing it, the further I'm pu- pushing, the more my hand feels tingly, like as if it was asleep or... I had, like, pressed a buzzer that shocks you. And what's really creepy is that I woke up right after. And obviously, my hand was in, like, midair. It was, like, normal. But it still had that sensation as if Mm. it actually was real. And that freaked me out. Okay, but was that that sleep paralysis or were you just having a very vivid dream? It was sleep paralysis because initially I wasn't able to move. Oh, okay. But in this one... It's like, I knew I wasn't able to move, but my mind was seeing my hand push it. It was a really weird feeling. It's like, yeah. I knew my bo- like my hand was on my side, but I was also feeling it push through that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it, it kind of doesn't surprise me that you had those really weird experiences while you were exhausted, because I've read before that sleep paralysis usually happens when your sleep cycles are off or you're very, very tired mm-hmm. and you fall asleep too quickly. Mm-hmm. And so your brain gets all jumbled up. Yeah, I, I usually happens like early in the morning if I wake up and then just crash back to sleep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Sarah. You said you had a... Yeah, well, speaking of, like, really disturbing presents, um... What? Nothing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, anyway, like, a long time ago, my dad used to, like, this was about, like, six years or so ago. He used to live in a house that dated back to, like, 1901 in the Eastern Townships. This is not the one that uh, you two have been to. Mm-hmm. It, it was the one before mm-hmm. that. I was about to say, don't tell me it was the one we went no, to. No, 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 no. <laughs> that one was also old, but this one was really old. It was a, over 100 years old. And basically, my brother always felt very young. I have two stories related to this place. I'll start with the um, creepy one, and I'll move on to the scary. So my brother never liked that place. Like, he always, the second he would enter, he would get crabby. He just felt like it was really heavy. The atmosphere just sucked. Like, it drained you. And my dad also was a little bit paranoid of the house. I'll get into it later. But uh, one night, my brother was in his bedroom, and he was crying. Like, he was really upset. And, like, he was a kid at the time, and he just didn't, he had no, like, no, no coping mechanisms, and he was just alone in his bedroom crying, the poor little kid. Aww. But here's the creepy thing. At some point, he hears hysterical children's giggling that's coming no from my me. father's study. Uh. And it doesn't stop. It's continuous. And keep in mind, this is middle of the night. Also winter. All the windows are closed. There's no one. There's no neighbors. No one passing by on the street. It was a very remote, small town. Hmm. And just like no radio on. He was completely alone in the house. And the giggling doesn't stop. It gets like more menacing, like you know, like a like a bully laughing at a kid yeah. and like sort of kicking him further into the dirt. Oh my god! That's basically what it was, and to the point where he literally stopped crying and he was getting pissed. He was like, "Who the heck is mocking me?" And <laughs> he got so creeped out, he went into the kitchen and grabbed a kitchen knife. I was about to say, where's the part where he like barricades himself in and like brandishes a kitchen knife yeah no in our family when we get scared we full-on attack we get angry and we charge we'll get them head on you so he runs into the study like there's also there are no lights in the study no no he runs into the study with the knife oh my god and finally and finally the giggling just stops probably because the ghost saw that they had that he had a knife and So, like, it stops, he goes back to his bedroom, and the giggling continues. He listened to this demonic giggling until he fell asleep. How did he fall asleep? I would have, I, no. He had no choice, just exhaustion, I guess. Yeah, but, oh. Like, how, and you know what they say? What's that? Demons usually, like, they like to get people's attention by acting like children. That's what's the most the freakiest mm. part of this that's this not, is why children are cool. creepy if like yeah we hate children <laughs> <laughs> the moral okay, of the story the don't just, trust children yeah so fast forward like a few years um actually when i visit my that when i visited my father guess where my bedroom was right next the to the study? study no the study oh you were in the that study. was my bedroom did you say like hey dad there's a demon in here i can't <laughs> stay well 
I mean, my brother never, at the time, he did not tell me these stories. It was just, it was way afterwards Mm -hmm. when we had moved out that he shared these experiences. Mm -hmm. And, um... Anyway, so my bedroom was the study, and, you know, there's no light. Once again, middle of winter, windows are closed, and it's really late at night. And the only light filtering in is through the kitchen. So, and because, like, the study was attached to my father's bedroom. So, like, you really had to go, you had to walk quite a few steps in order to have access to a light switch. So I'm making my bed. It's probably around midnight, And the door suddenly just shuts. Like, not just, like, slightly creaks, just completely shuts. Like it's closed. Yeah. Oh. It slams. And I'm bending over my bed, placing my sheets. And, you know, I'm, like, thinking, oh, why did my dad just slam the door? That's totally weird. And in my ear, I hear this really deep sort of like aggressive mumbling sort of like a man was very angry and talking to me in a foreign language like something I did not understand sort of like staticky a bit just very like vulgar and aggressive to the ears I don't usually (laughs) I freeze when I'm scared I completely freeze I'm a statue but oh my god did I run for my life I plunged (laughs) for the door slammed it open ran to the kitchen my brother and my sister were asleep my father was taking a shower there was no one nearby that could have possibly made any noises or have slammed the door shut you know i would have been like banging on the bathroom door being like dad dad there's a (laughs) demon there's a demon yeah so i stayed in the kitchen for a while until my father finally came out i didn't tell anyone what what had happened the next day i pulled my father aside and I tell him... Did you still sleep in the study? Oh, well, I had no choice. It was either that or the kitchen floor. I the kitchen floor. The, yeah. And I had always been really paranoid of that room, particularly the closet. And, like, every time I, I went to bed in the study, I always had to be facing the closet because, you know, I'm a slightly paranoid person, and it made me uncomfortable. So I really had to fix it until falling asleep. The next day, I tell my father what had happened, and he goes all serious, and he's like, you know, sometimes I feel like there's something in the study, and specifically in the closet, and this is what I meant before about how my family gets really aggressive and angry when they get scared, (laughs) is that he'll feel like a presence in his bedroom, and he feels like the source is from the study closet. Oh, no. So he literally grabs pots and pans in the middle of the night. And he <laughs> runs to the closet, whips open the doors, starts swearing like a sailor, <laughs> bangs the pots and pans. And he's like, get the beep out. Oh, my Like, gosh. constantly just yelling at them, like, super aggressively. That's one way so to get possessed, though. Just for him to tell me that he also felt uncomfortable with that closet... I swear to God, I was so relieved when he moved out that year. Yeah, no kidding. I just could not deal with that room anymore. That's dark, man. But see, this is why I get really scared of paranormal stuff more so than, like, serial killer stuff. Because even though the serial killer stuff is, like, that's real life, that can actually happen, and it's horrible and tragic and terrifying when it happens. But the thing is with serial killers is that, like, they're just human. You can beat them. You can hurt them. You can run away. With ghosts, with demons, with any other supernatural creepy crawlies, you might not be able to do that. And that 
the prospect is terrifying. Here's the thing, though. Afterwards, I went back home to Montreal, and for weeks, I felt like I was being watched. Oh. And, like, it, did you, like, it wasn't just basic yourself? paranoia. No, I didn't say to myself. I did not know what saging was at the time. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. And I, it wasn't just basic paranoia, but I was feeling like something was watching me in places that I felt totally safe before. Like, at my boyfriend's house, for example. Oh, I think I remember you telling me that you felt, like, off. It and was I was like, what do you mean you feel off? And, and the worst like... part is, is that it didn't happen right away. It was, like, maybe a week or so after being in Montreal. I was in my boyfriend's basement. And he ran upstairs to go get, like, some food or whatever. And I always felt so safe in that basement, especially since I was with him. Mm-hmm. But, like, this sensation came over me where I just felt like I wasn't alone. Mm. And that feeling did not leave me for weeks. And some at some point, it just disappeared. I I remember because um, at the time, Sarah and I, we were living at my grandparents. And my grandparents were... Well, your grandparents' house has a whole host of other yeah, supernatural so, like, issues. There's a ton of ghost stories just yeah. in that place alone. So, like, <laughs> all my stories from, like, the previous show of Creepy Stuff was all at my grandparents' house, mostly. And... Already, it's like an unsettling thing, and my grandparents were off to Portugal that summer because they're every summer they're they're gone, and so Sarah and I had the whole apartment for ourselves, and <laughs> she was home alone, and I was at work, and then when I came back from work that night, um, she was leaving to go to her boyfriend's, <laughs> and this is what she, this is her parting words to me. She's like, "Oh, by the way, I was in your room." And, like, I was... Well, in our room. Oh, yeah, we were sharing a room. room. But at this point, we were, like, sleeping in different rooms because my grandparents were gone. Mm. So, in the room where I was sleeping in by myself, the way it worked is that there's the door to the room went open with with the closet door barricades someone because the closet is in the corner of the room yeah so So if if both doors are open you're kind of trapped between two doors like there's nowhere to move unless except in the closet basically so apparently she was there and she was getting something out of the closet when in her ear she heard a whisper like a like kind of like the whisper you were like Mm -hmm. you were saying in the haunted um room at her dad's and she tells me this before leaving for I don't know how many days to her boyfriends, and I had to stay by myself in a haunted house. Alone. Okay, I'm sorry. We knew it was haunted before I told you yes, that. But also, I think I was, was already unsettled before you told also, me. Also, at this point, it kind of seemed like like it's Sarah's ghost. It was anything. my haunting, it's not the house's still haunting. Not appreciated. <laughs> yeah, well, you must, sorry. Either something followed you, or you took home some of that energy. That oh man, was it was not pleasant. Yeah. I was actually getting desperate by how paranoid I was feeling. And I'm usually, I'm not scared of ghosts. I'm way f- more scared of like intruders, rapists, murderers. But the like this should be had really, of. really marked me. Yeah, it's, yeah. I guess we'll go back, we'll continue our stories uh, after the short break because it's already break. I can't believe we're like, what? Oh yeah, gosh, it's quarter stuff. To- <laughs> um, yeah, talking about ourselves is just so it's interesting. Just, I love <laughs> hearing my voice. I love myself. I, it's soothing and everything. <laughs> Anyways, we're going on a short break and we'll be back. Oh, 
this uh, thing on? Join me, Allison, every Wednesday at 11 a.m. on Transistor Sister, where I play the songs that are stuck in my head so then they can get stuck in yours. The best in alternative punk indie with a sprinkling of pop, only on CJLO 6090 a.m. We are back. (laughs) Did you notice that uh, I totally cut off their conversation? I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah, we were like going on and she's just like, we're back, guys. We're back. (laughs) Uh, So I guess, I mean, we have 15 minutes, so hopefully we have time to talk about everything. Uh, If not, I guess part three. Heck yeah. Uh, (laughs) So I'll start with that. It's not really my personal story, but it is the story of my grandmother's house this one is on my mom's side in Longueuil like in the south shore so basically this house my grandmother built with her father when she was about 14 15 and it has been like my family's childhood home since so like my mom grew up there her brothers um my uncle lives there now with his kids and his family so we often go there so it's a big part of my childhood and everything um, what's creepy is that a few, like very, like maybe a d- 10 years ago or something. So my grandmother passed away in 2006 and, and then uh, a few years after that, my cousin who lived there, her cousin like, dro- like dropped her off at my grandfather, well, gra- my grandmother's because... Anyways, that's where she lived. They dropped her off there. And her cousin was like maybe... She was a kid and she was looking up at the windows. And she's like, who's that woman? And (laughs) she described her physically. And my cousin got really freaked out because that sounded exactly like my grandmother. Oh my gosh. At one point, my grandmother did sleep in the... I was going to say the attic, but on the second floor. Um, So that was like one of the encounters... Another thing is that my grandmother, at one point, her room was in the front of the house, right next to the entrance. And since then, it had turned into my cousin's room, where she had dreamt of her one night, like, sitting at her desk, uh, which was a very vivid dream, so she feels like it wasn't a dream. And then later on, like, recently has become the, was the room of my uncle's three children like other children which who are like their babies and toddlers so really young and one night they had put the um, what's it called cradle no, the to hear the monitor oh, the monitor the baby monitor the, bo- the baby monitor in their room obviously and they were like hanging out in the living room all the way in the back so they heard one of the kids one of the boys crying and all of a sudden heard shh go back to sleep type of thing <laughs> but like in french oh my god and like they kind of looked at each other and I'm like did you hear that i heard that grandma and <laughs> the baby went back to sleep like he stopped crying and that's i feel like that's yeah. that's kind of like if it's your grandmother then i feel like it's a benevolent haunting you know it's like yeah. a sort of uh you know she's like a protective family spirit rather than yeah. you know the thing lurking in your closet that's going to get you at 7 a.m., mm-hmm. you know? No, for sure. It's not a, a creepy story, but it is a ghost story. It, it is a ghost story. The thing I don't like, though, about, like, family 
like family ghosts, I guess you can say, is that like, how do you ever get any privacy? (laughs) Well, they must know to leave you alone eventually. No, I know, right? (laughs) But like, how do you know, like, okay, I'm going to undress now. or Okay, we're going to have sex now. (laughs) And like, what if grandma's just watching in the corner of the room? Uh, I would hope grandma would know to go away get out but what if it catches her off guard like it just creeps me out float out that door brenda like what do you want from me (laughs) we're asking hard questions here (laughs) this is the stuff people want to know (laughs) actually i also think about these things so i would like to know some answers uh that was my my mini ghost story Mm -hmm. sarah has a very creepy well, it's a horror story. It's a horror story. It's a horror story, and, and it's real. It's probably the scariest story that anyone will ever hear yeah. on this show. So, all right, or let's ever, go. who knows? Don't or ever. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I have an ex who, um, I guess I won't give you the punchline now. I'll just, I'll just, start. yeah, I'll mm-hmm. ease you in. Yeah. <laughs> so he went clubbing one night with a really good friend of his who I believe lived in the West Island, somewhere, like, on the island of Montreal, but in a really remote place. And it was about 3 a.m. when they finally got to his neighborhood, except that there was no bus that went directly to his house at that time of the night. So it was either that they take, like, a 25-minute detour on the street or that they cut directly through a thick forest, and it would have taken about, like, 10 minutes or so. So, you know, considering that it was already 3 a.m. and they were exhausted, they just figured that they would cut through the forest. And so they go in the forest, and they're kind of following, like, a, a, war- a well-worn path. And my ex, at the time, felt, like, this really weird presence, sort of, you know, that feeling, like, when someone is watching you? So they keep walking, but he's slightly, he's feeling slightly more paranoid now, and he's, like, far more aware of his surroundings. Very shortly after, he hears the sound of a twig breaking right behind them, and without thinking, he grabs his friend's arm, and he just, like, screams, run. So these two boys, they're running frantically through the forest, and they immediately hear someone start running right behind them. So, obviously, adrenaline kicks in. They run even faster. They finally, like, exit the forest. They reach a meadow. They cross the meadow. And they f- when they finally feel like they're in, like, you know, they're safe because they haven't heard the footsteps behind them in a few minutes, they turn around. And at the edge of the forest, there was a black silhouette. And he had a very long knife in his hand. And it was gleaming in the moonlight. You know, every time I hear this story, because I've heard it before, every time I hear this story, it freaks me out just a yeah. little bit more. Like, I'm yeah. all, I, And every time you tell it, I'm always like, oh my gosh, are they going to make it? <laughs> That's eggs. hilarious. They don't. Oh my gosh. So finally, the they, they run whatever's left to the house, bolt the doors, close all the windows, immediately call the police. Oh, I would never go outside again. I know, right? The police arrive. They do a full investigation of the, of, the, of the entire forest in that region. Turns out they disclose information to my ex and his friend that they had found corpses in the forest in the past few weeks. These were corpses of young teenage runaways that were camping out in the forest. Oh, my gosh. The next day, I believe, they caught the killer because of the information that my ex and his friend had provided 
I wonder, was there any like a report or media on this? Because I I've, been, I've been trying to research too, but it might have been kept on the DL. Oh, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I guess they don't. This isn't like the mid 20th century where you know serial killer cases were highly publicized yeah. and it became mm-hmm. a media circus, right? So, but still, like that's, I don't know that that's just so unnerving yeah. and yeah. terrible. And I mean, you think it's creepy hearing it now, but he told me this. We were. <laughs> We were so lazy. We were just lying on my bed in the middle of the night because we had been talking for hours and there was no one else in the apartment. It was completely, it was pitch black. We hadn't turned on any lights. And he finishes telling me this story. I am petrified because I've never heard anything like it happen in real life. There's a moment of silence where I feel kind of shaky. And then my phone lights up and it's Siri. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> who I never used in my entire life. And I don't even think she was on. Like, I never turned that setting onto my phone. And Siri's like, I'm sorry, can you repeat that? <laughs> I got so creeped out. I leapt for my phone. I shut it down. And I'm like, this... Siri's a demon. I know. It's, oh, my God. It had startled me so much. We turned on all the lights. We're like, we're not talking about this anymore, okay? This is really disturbing. Yeah. Oh my gosh, he is so lucky though. Like he's I know, I yeah, darn lucky that he grabbed his friend at the right moment and said, "Run, dude." I just, I can't imagine like going through something like that and then living to tell the tale. Although, I feel like I would die in that. I would have died. I can't I just, run fast. I mean, he has he had very well. He has very long legs, so like. I know he's a great runner, and probably his friend was too. But if I had been in that situation, holy sh- cow, I would have died after like twenty seconds of running. <laughs> but also, like, I feel like the adrenaline would have kept you going. Yeah, though. for sure. Yeah, least, but I don't think I would have. I don't think I would have still been that fast. I don't know. I don't know. It's just this whole story is really strange because a knife is. Apparently, like the weapon, a passionate weapon. Oh, really? oh, like a like if someone's committed a crime of passion, they'll just yeah. reach for the knife. Because well, not it's only, the, well, not, but also, it's not a crime of passion though. It kind of sounded like he lurked in the woods and it had like hunting gear on him. It's just really unsettling. I feel like this should have been stalked this, and hunted people who were camping in the forest. I feel like this should have been publicized. Also, <laughs> um, moral of the story. Don't take the shortcut in the middle of the night. Two women women would have never cut through the woods at 3 a.m. You know what? Yes. It's so true. We wouldn't even do that (laughs) when the sun is setting. No, 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 no. Or even broad daylight. I've been like, no, There's still reservations. I'd be like, like, I'm not sure. If we're four, maybe. If we're two, no. Yeah, I, there was a, when I used to live at my parents' place, um, sometimes, because I would get to and from Montreal by the train, and there were a couple of times, especially uh, towards, you know, when I moved out, I would be coming home very, very late. And there was always a stretch of woods nearby the train station where I could easily cut through and I would be home maybe five minutes faster, which was fine in the daytime or uh, in the fall when all the uh, the leaves had fallen and I could see straight through. Um, mm. But in, uh, well, I mean, late fall, winter, you know, but in mm. early fall when it got dark really fast and the trees were still full of leaves and it was pitch black in there. No way in heck did I do that. I walked all the way around the park. That's petrifying. Because already you and your fear of Wendigos. Well, that's (laughs) it. Like I could barely, I could barely even walk there because one time actually I did try to walk in there and there was a rustling at my feet and I stopped 
and a little kitty bounded out in front of me. <laughs> and even though it was just a cat, it was still dark. And at first, all I saw was this amorphous shape with glowing eyes. And I was like, what? So <laughs> that did not end like, with me going into like, force. Not today, demon oh cat. Not today, today. Satan. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess that concludes our, our story, like our story time, I, I guess. Story time. <laughs> story For time. now. <laughs> For now. We'll probably have more stories mm-hmm. eventually. There's always more stories. There's oh, yeah. always. Um, we're going to be back here uh, next Monday in the same time, 9 p.m. CJLO 1690 AM. Um, I'll leave you guys off with Creep by Radiohead. <laughs> like been like researching. Like I had a hard time picking songs for tonight because creepy is hard to find i mean you could have just consulted i know me, I, I realized after so now i know i have like i obviously have I an in your music but i never go one. to the obvious path i always like mm-hmm. make my life difficult that's no, okay it's fine it. <laughs> whatever whatever <laughs> uh so you'll hear from us next week good um, night bye bye
so fucking special I wish I was special But I'm a queen I'm a widow What the hell am I doing here? I don't 